Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Better late than never, I always say, because we've had a little computer issue here at my home. You know, last year we had the same problem a couple of times. You know, I'm not the, the big corporate uh, mogul here. I have a very simple setup, and uh, sometimes it takes a hit like everybody else. So, sorry for the delay I got here as soon as I possibly can. Welcome to show 97, Beyond That. And before I get into the show, I got to get off this off my chest right now. All I hear is, oh, and two, what will they do? Well, first of all, there's 11 other franchises that are oh, and two right now, and some of them aren't too shabby. I am sick and tired, as you are as well, of the mainstream and the quote-unquote sports media just ripping the Raiders. Now, I know we have not gotten um, things going quite so well, and I know that the season is early, but I haven't heard one of these idiots say one thing about the two teams we played off this season. The first team we played is the Chargers are an insane defense. I will say number one or number two in the entire NFL, and then we hit the Ravens defense, number one and number two in the NFL. Well, with an offense that was sputtering last season and a new quarterback and the changes that have made, what do you expect out of us out of the first two games playing the two most fierce and awesome defenses in the entire league? Well, you get what you get, what we got right there. So as far as 0-2, what will they do? Along with the Raiders are a crappy team, worst team in the NFL. I hear it just like you hear it. I hear it from my friends. But you know what? I wear my shit every day. I wear my Raider stuff every day. I'm proud to be a Raider fan. And you know what? We might shake our heads and go, oh, my goodness. But I tell you what, the Raider Nation is not defeated. And I'll tell you that right now. And there's some positives, man. I'm telling you, don't get down. I'm telling you, Raider Greg, right now. Take a look at what has transpired. Now, what has transpired, I will get into a little bit. Well, I'll do it right now. What the hell? What's transpired is we've gotten shocked. The offense and defense, defense is pissed. You saw it in the last game against the Ravens. Ravens had to pay a little bit for our defense getting so punk the game before. Well, let me tell you what's going to happen to them Browns. I'll tell you right now, prediction right now, Radio Nation Podcast, we will annihilate the Browns because they don't have half the defense we've played against, A, so we will be able to move the ball for sure. And with Janikowski kicking the way he is, at the very least, we'll get a bunch of field goals for sure. Now, I have a more positive outlook. I believe that our offense will make it happen on the field. The passing game, the running game, everything will click in because we've been playing such insane defenses that I believe that we'll be able to get out of this thing with the Browns and start a whole new season from right there. Because quite honestly, we've been pushed down and now the motivation is there. We've had the bye week, which is rested players that have been injured. I'll go over the injury report too. Well, let me go into the show right now and not go too far into things, which I already have anyway. See, when I can't podcast, it just comes out. I can't help it. Today's show is going to include post-game looky. We're not going to take too much of a look at the game because, um, well, we've all had a chance to digest it, and I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Walter Brooks and anyone else in the league? 
We'll go over that story. Uh, injury report, of course, and comments forum section. Randy's dreaded part of the show. So let's get into a post-game looking, shall we? Well, like I said before, the Ravens and the Chargers, but especially the Ravens, touted defense came through big in our game against them. And what can I say? We have a brand new offense and not trying to make excuses, just stating the facts. The facts are as they are. And it'd be really refreshing if the mainstream media would, you know, get a grip and stop beating up on the Raiders. The haters are out there all the time, you hear them all the time. And I'm just sick and freaking tired of it. Okay. Now, it seems like before we played the Chargers, we're pretty pumped on our team. Seems like we were ready to roll. But uh, me, I had a lot of positive feelings, too. And then we got hit with the Charger game, which is a stark reality. And then, of course, here comes the Ravens. The Ravens come in, and they dominated on the defensive side of the ball. However, three times... Within the 20, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the defense held their offense to strictly field goals. I think that is an insane statement right there about our defense. Also, they came up big, just like I said, with the defensive backs playing integral, serious parts in this defense, keeping this guy, A, I told you that he likes to run, and B, He's a pretty damn good quarterback, which he showed. You know, he had some misfires. McNair had misfires, and and he also didn't run the ball quite so much because he's still banged up, which is good for us. Uh, good for us, he had no wheels. But, however, it doesn't matter. He's a damn good quarterback, and our defense was stellar. Special teams, stellar. Janikowski, Chris Carr, what can I say? You guys saw it. I agree with that 100%. Keep those things coming. Now, as far as the play calling on this game, I will have to say this right now. The play calling in this particular game was much improved over the vanilla play calling that we had the Chargers game. Absolutely vanilla. I've seen better play schemes done by high school teams, absolutely, without a doubt, and that's been quoted all over after that game. Tom Walsh, an ongoing issue, will be an increased There'll be an increased presence of Tom Walsh as far as the Raider Nation podcast is concerned because I've got my eyeballs on that guy. And we will be looking at the schemes very closely the rest of the season to see if he's uh, back to his old tricks. Because let me tell you right now, everybody's on to him. Uh, the sportscasters, one thing that they've gotten right so far is the Tom Walsh syndrome is happening again, a repeat of 94 I hope Art can get a handle on it. I think he will as a man, as a coach. Uh, he's not blind. He sees where the weaknesses are, and he'll address it. I have no doubt. Now, I've also had my uh, entire frustrations in my life with Courtney Anderson and Alvis Wooded, both of which I think have played substandard ball, drop balls, poor patterns, incomplete patterns, running. Absolutely not what we were expecting this season, Gabriel trade was bullshit, excuse my language, but that's what it was, and it's hurting us and showing up right now. In this game, Doug Gabriel would have been a huge asset, and we probably would have gone further with Walter in as the quarterback, because as you all know, he got in there too. Uh, and we would, we would probably be able to make some first downs, maybe even a TD or two. 
big time mistake. I'm still pissed off about the Gabriel trade. And how about Curry? Why don't I put in? What about um, Johnny Morant? I have not seen the combination in the offense that I was hoping to see. I believe that we had it right the first time, and it shows woefully in this game. With good wide receivers like Gabriel, we probably would have been able to score a touchdown or two. And that is no crap. I'm telling you. you got to understand. I cannot handle the Courtney Anderson issues. He might be a good blocker. Well, so what? Um, now, six turnovers in this game. Do I need to say more? Four fumbles from uh, snap. Do I need to say more? Our offensive line is an absolute disarray. Now, we did do some moves in the second quarter along with, well, Aaron Brooks got hurt, like you guys all understand. If you don't know, he did get hurt. It hurt his pectoral muscle, and he'll be out for, I don't know, two or three weeks, uh, maybe two weeks, depending upon how Walter plays as well, he's going to be out. But he can't throw the ball right now. Walter got put in. He did pretty good. I was really happy with the way he played. Uh, we need to see more of that. And I, they put Booth in there, too, and they took McQuiston out, which I think is going to be a, a change here for the next co coming series of games. Uh, McQuiston might be moved to a different position. I'm glad Archell is not waiting around to the end of the season to move people around. I'm glad he's a proactive coach, and he saw in this game that he can move people and make things happen. Because as far as I'm concerned, it was not a total loss. There are a whole lot of positives to take away from this game, unlike the mainstream media would like to portray. And I think that it was a good lesson for the Raiders. Um, I think it was a good lesson in uh, being able to change, adapt, and overcome. As uh, Who said that? Was that Stickham? I think that was Stickham. Might have been Calico Jack. I'm not sure. Don't get upset. <laughs> Okay, well, let's see what's going on after that story. Let me just slip this one in. Yes, you've heard it before, and you're going to hear it again. Tommy the Mad Ox came to Oakland for a tryout. Now, this is a particularly disturbing factor because, if I remember correctly, didn't he start for about a year or two, maybe a year and a half, for the Pittsburgh Steelers? And look at their offensive line. And he was a very unproductive, inefficient, ineffective quarterback. Why, and I ask again, the entire Raider Nation, why are we continuing to go out there and look for quarterbacks? Holy crap. Am I the only guy who understands we should be looking for offensive linemen? Am I the only guy that understands that all that does is add drama to our already dramatized situation? Do we need more people in the locker room that don't know where their way to the bathroom is? I don't think so. And I certainly don't think we need it on the 11th hour. So please, Art Shell Al Davis, please stop looking for quarterbacks. We don't want the Mad Ox. Uh, he's nothing like the snake because uh, he's proven that. We don't need him here. We don't want him here. I understand there could be some reasons, like we don't want our quarterbacks beat up. Well, I don't know how long the NFL's been going on. A long damn time. Quarterbacks have been being thumped from the beginning of this entire league. Let's get over it and move on, shall we? This is the name of the game. It's football. I'd love it for everybody to be happy and healthy, but that's not the game. Okay, enough about Tommy Maddox. I can't even believe that. Now, another thing. The Lions are looking at Porter. That's true. The Lions are made an interesting uh, 
Well, at least they're out in the open about it. <clears throat> Looking at Jerry Porter trying to take his contract or pay his contract off, which once again sucks. Now let me go back to the Ravens game. Jerry Porter, along with Gabriel, either one of those wide receivers would have been an ascent, and also we probably would have got a touchdown with Porter. That's reality. Read it and weep. I don't like the guy. He's a bad guy. He's a cancer. He has to play football, though. Why pay him and let him sit on the pine? It is stupid. It is pride ring. its ugly head. I hate it. It's terribly wasteful. And in this NFL, we can't afford to do that. We're not champions. We're not AFC West champions. Look what we've done the last three seasons. We have to get a mix together, and who the hell knows? Maybe if Porter played and was very productive and had a quarterback and a line that would get him the ball so that he could make himself the savior of the Raiders, do you think he'd want to leave? Maybe not. Maybe that would change things. I don't know, but put that son of a gun in, make him earn his goddog money, and who knows what can happen from there. But keeping him on the bench is a bad, bad decision. End of story. Okay. Wow. <laughs> offensive line. They're making some moves on the offensive line. I, I, I certainly think that they're going to try to make some good moves on the offensive line. They've been moving some bodies around. I'm happy to see that Art Shell has done his job as the offensive guru and put these guys to task. Now, we don't have very good offensive linemen, but they're very young offensive linemen. Yes, we're all thinking that Gallery is a bust. He seems to be injured a lot, too, uh, and being taken out of the game for his injuries, unlike other defensive or offensive linemen who get injured with these type of injuries and stay. They stay in because they're tough. Uh, I don't know about the long-haired wonder. Maybe he should get a haircut. That's all I have to say about Gallery. Now, let's take a look at the injury report because that's something that would interest everyone. has a bad back what that means i don't know back is a pretty big thing it's a whole back so we don't know what part of the back and, and it doesn't look like uh, they're saying much about that Vivian washington has a hamstring injury this is brutal man. this is something we certainly don't need i hope he can rehab this haven't heard much about this injury it might be a, a minor one but we don't need any of that from him. He's a good player. We need him out there on the field. Brooks, of course, I told you, has a chest injury. Sims, Barry Sims, has a bad hip. Had an MRI yesterday. Haven't heard of the results. Um, hmm. That could hurt us big time in the offensive line. This is what the Raiders have to get. Excuse me, go on with the Rinzer report before I go on that. That, that freaking tangent. Morrison, he bruised his ribs. That's painful, uh, but I think he'll play because he's a tough kid. Sam Williams, Mr. Injury. Sam Williams, injury. He injured his ankle this time. Well, what part of the body is this guy not injured? I'm sick of the Sam Williams story. Get this guy out of here. He's been a waste from the beginning. Too many injuries all the time, and he's just getting a paycheck for nothing. Sam Williams, nice talking to you. Let's see some production rather than some pain. On yourself, that is. Okay. Now, on the Barry Sims thing, let me just say, in the last eight years, the Raiders have done very little, with the exception of Robert Gallery, of bolstering their offensive line. We do not have a thick line. We have not had a thick line, even when we went into the Super Bowl. We were very weak in places. We were very fortunate not to be hurt anywhere in the front there, because when we were, which I remember, you remember the four-game loss, uh, there were some injuries involved in that. 
Now, let me talk about this. Why have not the Raiders done anything to bolster their offensive line? Not through free agency and certainly not through the draft. We haven't seen a real real quality offensive line pickup in a long time. I know a lot of people look at the positions of quarterback and wide receiver and running back, and yes, they are key positions. Rarely people even know the front line. They don't even hear the names. Robert Gallery is, is a phenomenon. I bet you five years ago, ten years ago, half the football fans wouldn't know who the hell their line was. But I'll tell you this. Offensive linemen are a huge key component, every bit as much, if not more important, than a quarterback or a running back or a wide receiver. The fact that the Raiders have not invested in their offensive line is just quite honestly offensive. And it shows in the last couple games, and we will get better. I believe that Al Davis sees this, and so does Art Shell. we got to get on it, baby. Let's get on it. It freaks me out. Like the rest of the nation is freaked out. And let me just say that right now. I'm freaking out about this doggone season. I didn't thought I'd think it'd start this way. One and one was the minimum, and I can't believe we're 0-2, and not only 0-2, an ugly 0-2. I had to get out there, and that's just for me. Um, but it's true, okay? So... That is the injury report as I know it. Now, offensive line changes, I think I already went over that. They're going to take Booth and put him into McQuiston. McQuiston's going out. I don't know where he's going. I don't know what's happening. But I know this. Archell's making moves, and he's shaking and moving. And when that's happening, they're trying to find the right chemistry, and good for him. Good for him taking that that direction because uh, definitely needed. Definitely needed but we don't need another freaking quarterback please enough with the quarterbacks enough with the quarterbacks i have had it if not everyone else in the entire raider nation has had it with the looking for a quarterback why should be looking for the doggone (laughs) lineman that you've been missing for the last eight drafts and the last eight seasons with very little to show for it Well, Raider Nation fans, I want to tell you that this bye week has helped us out a lot. A lot of these injuries uh, should be rehabbed, which is good. We should be able to get out there, which is good. We should do very well against the Browns, I'm telling you. I don't care what they're like. We're playing at home, baby. And uh, I'll go over the Browns game in the next podcast. It'll probably be my next day off. (laughs) <laughs> because we got to get going here. Well, thank goodness it's a bye week because uh, well, because we don't have a game this Sunday and I don't have to rush into the pregame because I'd be working, hurting for time right now. But technical difficulties, they work you over sometimes. All right. Well, let's look here at the comment section. I have not been able to podcast. Okay, well, let me start off with this one because, hey, this is the facts of the game, Raider Nation. And you know what? Don't get upset, but this this is the facts. They will not be saying that uh, the Oakland Raiders are the winningest team anymore. We were just surpassed by the Cowboys as of last game, the game against the Ravens. So if anybody you did, if anyone didn't know, the winningest team record has changed. It has changed to the Cowboys. Boy, can you believe that? 
Well, we got to get that back, and we can get it back. We just have to start winning. We have to win more games than the Cowboys. Now it's us against the Cowboys. Isn't that a trip? But uh, Randy has all the stats here on his comment. I think it's interesting. You should check it out at RaiderNationPodcast.com and uh, look at the comments forum section and put your comment in the comments forum section. Uh, Excuse me, Greg. This is Randy. You know, I don't like to say anything on this podcast, but I have to throw a little correction in there. The Cowboys have not surpassed us. They tied us. We are now tied 394 wins to 394 wins. All the stats are in my post in the comments forum. Post number 469. Actually, the team with the highest win-loss percentage is the Dolphins. The Raiders are actually number two in the one-loss percentage category. Not too bad, after all the losses they've had the last few years. The second highest win-loss percentage in history out of 34 teams. And they still share number one for the most wins. Okay? All right. Now I'm out. Raiders 46. Ugh, he says. Three words. Shoot me now. I feel you, brother. So does the whole nation. Well, if we were looking for some bright spots, uh, he's talking about the game against the Ravens. We were up against probably the number two and number one defenses in the whole league. That's just like I said. A uh, little comfort in Brooks getting whacked. Of course, he got pummeled. But at least I got to see Walter and come into the game. I wish we could have heard what was going on in Ritter Griggs place when that happened. I was pretty happy, actually. I was like, all right, they're going to put in Walter right on. Not that I like to have Brooks hurt or anything, but I looked pretty good to me. I hope the office didn't lose Jeff Jones, Jeff George's phone number. Well, I'm glad they lost his, and I hope they lose Tommy Maddox's. Okay, he says, peace out, Raider 46. Okay. A Raider Lake Miguel comes in. Oh, six Raiders. Don't lose hope, guys, he says. Although we got murdered by the Ravens and the Chargers, we still have some bright spots in our efforts. Andrew Walter, he says. He also says we should put Jerry Porter in because he needs to work for his money. The Raiders' defense, big time. He says we're fast, we're good. They're willing to play the whole game, which is something I totally agree with. And the Raider Nation, absolutely. Uh, we have to get all together. We certainly have to support our team. I'm still about supporting our team, man. You can listen to my podcast before this season. I have absolutely no change, and I won't have a change all the way through, baby, because being a Raider fan is getting there and screaming your butt off in the sands. It's also about you know supporting the team and letting them know that they have something to play for, yes, besides the almighty dollar. Okay, RK Thunder comes in hope. I know the result was bad, but there are actually some bright spots. See, the Raider Nation always looks to the bright side, even though they're on the dark side. The Raider D played well, as could be expected, of course. Um, the score should have been 21-0 in the first half. That's right, instead of the 9-0. Uh, he thought special teams was good, especially the returns. Absolutely. Chris Carr, baby. Uh, coach the offensive line, find their strengths, put some players in there together that make it work. It's all about the chemistry. I've told you guys before, it's about the chemistry on the offensive line, and that's what they had in the past, and all good offensive lines have that chemistry. They have the chemistry that's able to adapt and overcome anything that they might be up against just by sheer will. 
willingness to do it is the deal. New York Tommy Raider, pain, he says. Guys, this shit is painful, he says. There's a lot of negative shit happening on this team, and I'm, I'll stick with with what I saw that was positive. Well, that's good. I'm glad you went there because, see, everyone else is in the same boat. Defense is getting better. Talks about Andrew Walter. Should be the starter, period. That's it. That's spoken like a true New Yorker, Tommy. I can't wait to see you at the game, man. It's going to be fun. This week, we can lose. That's very true. Uh, he's talking about he's seen the cup half full or half empty in that case. He doesn't like what he sees, um, but he's got some positives either way. Silver and black, he bleeds silver and black. This is the way he gets it done. Um, if you're going to be a monkey, be a gorilla, he says. <laughs> okay. He also says he met a diehard Raider fan. He talked Raiders, and it wasn't just the punk-ass uh, Raider fans that don't know more than three guys' names on the team and don't watch it unless they're winning. I understand those guys, but they're still fans anyways. Uh, so he told him about the site. Thank you so much, Tommy. We get another Raider Nation podcast fan in here. That's pretty damn cool. Thank you. Anyways... Now, you know what? I like this guy's handle because it, it, it reminds me of a Seinfeld episode. And, um, well, let me just go through it. A dingo ate my baby. Uh, that's what Elaine Bettis was saying on Seinfeld. A dingo ate my baby. <laughs> that's pretty funny. I like that. Whoever you are, that's a great name. Keep it. Grading the game. Okay. Hike, fumble, hike, fumble, hike, fumble, interception, hike, fumble, interception, interception, game over. Pretty much sums it up. He's got a really long take here. It's very cool. Uh, coaching C, I'd have to go D. Quarterback F, I'm not going to put it all on the quarterback because the quarterbacks have to have the offensive line to make him happen. So, no, quarterback might get a D, but he's not an F. Running back could get a D, too. Uh, C or D because he did get some yardage. Um, but D for sure. Um I'm thinking, yeah, D. I'd have to give him D, George. But that's all offensive line stuff. Both those positions depend greatly on the offensive line, which is the F. Right receiver, D. Uh, right receivers were okay. They couldn't get open because the quarterbacks didn't have enough time to throw to them. So I'd have to say C because we didn't see very much of them. O-line, big, fat, ugly, shitty F. I agree. Uh, four fumbles. You got to blame that where it is, man. It's right there on the offensive line. The defense gets a B. I say the defense gets an A. The defense gets an A because they played the whole game, kept their heart, kept going. Awesome. He's worried about Fabian Washington, Morrison, San Williams, and Niambi. Niambi Asamoah. He's hurt too. Uh, he's got a torn ACL, I think. Bad news for us on the defensive side. What can we say? But they played very good in that game. We'll see some easier teams coming up, and you'll see what happens when the Raiders play them. Special teams B. Special teams gets an A for me. Um, maybe an A- minus because Leckler hasn't been getting the ball in the five-yard line and out like some of these kickers, but he does have a good boot, and I'll still have to say I'm honest. Over, overall, a D? Uh, yeah, I'd have to say that. I agree with you. Um, we scored some points this week. We're on our way. But D is probably where I put it, too. A dingo ate my baby. Okay, Tokai Japan Outpost comes in. Coliseum Operations Update. The Raiders sent out an email today to season ticket holders apologizing for offering crappy service. Yes, they did. 
and at the charter game and it was all the the you know the people who did the OFMA stuff well the raiders fired that company which is good it's nice to see they want to make it a premier NFL facility so i i i agree with that i agree with that i'm glad they did something although they try were trying to prove this year we sure had it bad the whole time the OFMA had it i know the parking lot guys sucked I mean, it was a shitty, excuse me, but it was a shitty experience because they, they were hard, hard to deal with, everything. So the Raiders, like I said before, took it over. It's been great. The TVs, like he says in here, uh, the large spring plasma TVs are awesome. They're huge. You can see the game from anywhere. Uh, pretty doggone cool. So that's good. Now people are getting fired for treating fans poorly. It's about damn time. The fans need to get some respect from uh, the Raiders, and I think it's happening. Still waiting for the ball to drop. So that's from the Tokai, the Tokai Japan outpost of the Raider Nation. Thank you, Robert Moorhead. Sorry I've been <clears throat> amissed at my duties. Colorado Chris comes in today, of course. Greg, question mark. Greg, where are you, brother? We need your words of wisdom. My McCumutes are killing me. Congrats, Tommy. I see the Mets and Yankees. Yeah, you know, I love to see Mets and Yankees. Well, that's true. Perspective. We beat Cleveland and the 49ers. We are back to 500. That's right, man. We got two teams to beat, and we can do both those. It just kills me that we're not a franchise like Arizona, Detroit, and let's say the Falcons. We have history, pride, and we were once feared. Those teams always were bad, uh, and people accepted it. We as a Raider Nation should put our foot down and not, ex not accept this bullshit product that we have been seeing. These guys are professionals. Play like it. Uh, like the rest of you, I could go on for days. Well, of course, the rest of us do go on for days, and continue to go on for days. But to give the Raider Nation a little uh, ammunition for those haters that come up to you um, on a daily basis or phone call you, just say this, wait till your team plays the Ravens and the Chargers. That's all I have to say. Wait till you play. You know, you can't say I beat up the five-year-old kid down the street when you're 15. And have anybody go, oh, look, oh, you're such a tough guy. Uh, yeah, and that little kid, he sucks. He's a lousy fighter, right? Well, wait till that guy fights that 15-year-old kid. You know what I'm saying? It's all about that. It's all about perspective and keeping it in perspective. I understand the product on the field might not be the best, but it's better than what we've had in the past, and I know that we can do better with the team that we have right now. The Raiders are a good team. Even with the injuries we have, we have the potential to make it happen. It's just putting the right guys in the right place. And that's what we're trying to do right now. I think Art Shell and Rob the Mob Ryan are doing a pretty good job. Uh, their subordinates better kicking into gear because Al Davis ain't going to put up with much more of this. And I certainly know the Raider Nation is tired of seeing it. You see it everywhere. But be positive, Raiders. You guys can do it. Raider Nation, keep your chin up and be proud of exactly what Colorado Chris said. The Raiders' history. Yes, we're living in the past. So what? Guess what? This country is living in the past. The past of the United States has made it what it is today, this very freaking second. So you remind people of that and you say, listen, the Raiders have a history. And we will get that history back because that's the way it is. That's the way it's always been. The Oakland Raiders will be back, and they might be back this year.
So if you all remember the four-game losing streak in 2000, uh, let me remind you, we can come back from anything. It looked like a huge debacle. People were calling for everybody's heads. It was, And then all of a sudden, we had changes. Gruden made changes. Changes happened. Changes were good. We went on, and that was it. Now listen, don't be negative. Don't be negative. Be positive. Be positive about your team. No matter what anybody says, they're still our Raiders, and we have to support them. I still want to see everybody's ass in the Coliseum. Don't be selling your tickets to no doggone Browns fans. Don't be not going and showing up with all your enthusiasm and ready to go and make it happen. I want to hear the crowd as loud as it was the opening day. It's important for our team to feel that. Even though we feel they've let us down, we have to support them. It's a huge difference. We must be the 12th man. So, Raider Nation, keep going. Keep coming to them games. No matter what the game, you're going to see your Raiders against the Browns going to be a brutality game. The Browns are going to pay. They're going to pay for the last two games. And I said it right here, right here. You've heard it on Raider Nation podcast. We will annihilate the Browns. And I'm not kidding. No 9-7. Nine 9-7 and seven. Nine, nine seven was the score last year when we played them. Ain't that some bullshit? Well, ain't going to happen again. I guarantee it. I just do. I feel that. I feel it deep inside. Thank you, Raider fans, for tuning in. Once again, I'm sorry for the delay in the production, but that's what happens sometimes in this computer world. That's how we can bring you this podcast of the Raider Nation podcast because we are online and all the bugs that come along with it. Thank you for listening. This is Raider Greg, and I 